Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Saturday, March the 26th, 2022. It is currently 4.48 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from Abilene, Texas, and it is time once again to introduce a brand new week of Bible study. Now, I know technically we should wait till Sunday to introduce the new week of Bible study, but a lot of times I like to do that on a Saturday afternoon or a Saturday evening just to kind of give you an extra day to get ready and and just to make sure that the new introduction for the new week of Bible study is available immediately when it is Sunday so that whenever people may listen to it on Sunday, I just, I don't want anyone to fall behind because of my delay and doing the introduction of a new week of Bible study. But before we move to the new week, before we introduce the subject, and I'm going to give you a lot of homework, before I give you the homework, before we even introduce a new week of Bible study, let's remind us of what we've been doing all of this week. All of this week has really been about John chapter 13, John chapter 14, and John chapter 15. And really, I I didn't do a lot of teaching. I didn't really do a lot of broadcasts because I really just told, basically, I gave everyone the challenge to do the chapter summary method of Bible study on John chapter 13, John chapter 14, and John chapter 15. Now, in some cases, I wanted to kind of take what people had done, and maybe turned on the microphone and go, okay, here's someone's chapter summary method. Let's work through each part. But, but I didn't want I, I didn't want anyone to feel uncomfortable in doing that. But everyone has done a great job. Who has participated? If you did not participate in that, well, go back and listen to my teaching on the chapter summary method, where I teach you the entire method. Learn the method, and then use that method on John thirteen. John 14, and John chapter 15. The reason we spent all week learning the chapter summary method, well, one, it's great because it has you really working on John 13, 14, and 15. So it's only going to make you more familiar with what's there. You did observational study. So you, you, you're better prepared to do any interpretation of John 13, 14, and 15. But by doing it on those three chapters, here's what you accomplished. You prepared yourself for where we're going, because as soon as we're done with this section of the Gospel of John, we're going to be going to the Gospel of Matthew, and we're going to be spending about six weeks on Matthew 24, which is going to raise all kinds of issues about eschatology, Bible prophecy, future, past, 70 AD, preterist, non-preterist. It's just, it's going to be, it's going to be all those kinds of things. And before we can get to all of those controversies, the very, 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 very first thing we'll have to do on Matthew 24 will obviously be a chapter summary method. So this week has really been prepared. It's been trying to help you get a better grasp of John 13, 14, and 15, and but it's preparing you for Matthew 24. Now, it would be easy this week to just roll into this week and say, hey, guys, new week of Bible study, chapter summary method on John chapter 16. You've done it on 13, 14, 15. John 16, but we're not going to do that this week, all right? So I know some of you are like, whew, good. This week is really going to be focusing on one particular topic, and this topic is so very relevant to the world 
of evangelicalism in 2022, especially here in the United States of America. Because it is very common for those in the evangelical world to use language, either it will be something that will be very explicitly stating it is happening or it's implied that it is occurring, that somehow that as Christians in the United States of America, that we are currently experiencing persecution, that Christians are being persecuted for their faith. This was talked about at length during the pandemic. Any COVID restriction, whether wear masks, that's persecution. You're taking away our freedom of religion. You can limit the number of people you can have for any one service. That's persecution. You're taking away our religious freedom. Basically, it's been constant that we're under attack, we're under attack, we're under attack. Christianity is under attack. We're being persecuted. If, if Netflix releases a movie that is either mocks or criticizes Christianity, we're being persecuted. It's, it's just, it's a, it's very common right now within the minds of many Christians that we are experiencing persecution. So what better thing to do when everyone says we're being persecuted to take a deep, to take a deep breath, then breathe it out and then say, okay, what does the Bible say about persecution? If you look at the curriculum for this week's Bible study exercise, now for those who are new, there is curriculum. All you have to do is email me at newsif at yahoo.com. Say you want the curriculum, I'll send you the link. If you'll look at the curriculum, it's session five. It is entitled, A Life of Persecution. A Life of Persecution. That is what you're going to be spending the week thinking about, talking about, meditating on, and hopefully we have some good conversations. And here's what I hope. I hope when it is over, when this is week is over, you have, listen, a biblical understanding of per persecution, what it is, what it isn't, and most importantly, how you should respond to it. That is very important because what we have seen starting in when the uh, when the pandemic, if I, if I said when the persecution broke out, when the pandemic broke out, was there was much disagreement within the body of Christ of what Christians should or shouldn't do. Should we obey that? Should we disobey that? And and so then a lot of arguments came, well, you know, when, when the government does this and they're persecuting us, this is how we respond. What does the Bible say the response is? Who cares what what the church says, who cares what people in culture say? What does the Bible say? So this week, it's all going to be about a life of persecution. Now, the scripture text for you this week, all right? Now, you've already worked on part of this, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to write this down. John chapter 15, verses 18 to 25. John chapter 15, verses 18 to 25. John 15, 18 to 25. All right. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to violate. I'm going to go against the curriculum. Just put it down. John chapter 15, verses 18 to 27. Why stop two, two verses short of the entire chapter? John 18 or John 15, 18 to 27. John 15, 18 to 27. And then chapter 16, one through four. So the text of scripture this week is John 15, 18 to 27, and then John 16, 1 through 4. 
John 18, 15 to 27, John 16, 1 through 4. Read it, read it, read it, read it, read it, read it, read it. Just read it over and over and over and over and over. Every day you wake up, read it before you go to bed, read it. Just read it as much as you can and then talk about it, discuss it. Obviously, you can discuss it in the Discord channel. You can talk wherever you want, to whomever you want. Talk about it, all right? John 15, 18 to 27, and John 16, 1 through 4. All right? Everybody got that? Okay, good. I'm saying that like there's people currently here, but I, I always, I, I, I say that for anyone listening live who, who wants to jump into the chat and go, can you repeat that? I, I, so I'm asking you, do you have it? And if you have it and I don't see you in the chat, I'm going to assume you do, All right? Just read it and 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 read it. And then I want you to write this phrase down. I want you to write this phrase down. Because I think this is a, I think this is going to be really a key thing. And I'm, and I'm borrowing the phrase, part of it, from the curriculum, but I believe the curriculum leaves a critical part out. I think, I think the, the, the curriculum here drives me crazy because they only, they only focus on one part of this. So I added my own phrase. So here we go. I want you to write this phrase down. Living like Jesus means be, means being treated as he was living like jesus means being treated as he was if you're going to live like jesus you have to realize and understand that's going to mean you're going to be treated just like he was treated do you understand that now the only problem is that's where the curriculum stops and in fact, they refer to this in the curriculum as the point. Living like Jesus means being treated as he was. Well, a lot of Christians will be like, yes, we're going to be treated like he was, but here's how we respond. I think we need a second part to this phrase. So this is what I wrote down in my journal. Living like Jesus means being treated as he was and responding as he did. A lot of Christians are prepared to be treated as Jesus was treated. They, they almost will, will see it as a badge of honor. I'm being treated as Jesus was treated. They hated him. They're going to hate me. This is what we have to deal with as a Christian. But they think that they can respond differently than Jesus did. So what we're going to focus on this, this week is understanding what persecution is, and we're going to live like Jesus, understanding that we're going to be treated as he was. So we're going to be persecuted. And this means that we then have to respond like he responded, that we have to respond in the same way, in the same manner. That's going to be very important this week. All right. So living like Jesus means being treated as he was and responding as he did. So this week, it's all about persecution. You're going to read John 15, 18 to 27, and John 16, 1 through 4, over and over and over and over and over. You're going to focus and meditate on this point. Living like Jesus means being treated as he was and responding as he did. And then you're going to do the following four things. Here is your homework. Assignment number one, look at John chapter 13 through 16 and note Every single thing said or even hinted at that, re that refers to the subject of love. I want you to look at John 13 through 16 and note everything it says about love. Every single thing it says about love. Because if, if we're going to be 
persecuted, if we're going to face persecution, I think the foundation or what prepares us for persecution is having a true grasp of the concept of biblical love. I think that's important because I think a lot of times when Christians are being persecuted, you don't hear love in their response. You hear fighting and calling the other people names. It just, it just, it just disintegrates. It sounds like the world when they are being attacked by someone and how they respond. Again, I've talked about listening to American Family Radio. I listened to it a lot during the pandemic. And man, just the things they would say about the government, names they would call, whether it was Dr. Fauci, the Biden administration, the vice president, it was just, it was so just filled with, it was vindictive, it was demeaning, it was rude, it was condescending, it was hateful. And it's one thing to disagree with policy, but their response was never one of Christ-likeness. It was very, well, it sounded like what you would hear on political talk radio. And I'm like, that's not the way Christians are supposed to respond. So I want us to focus on John 13 through 16, everything it says about love. I want you to write it down. Every, just everything about anything that seems to relate to the subject of love or demonstrates love. John 13 through 16. Because if you remind, if you remember, now everyone should know because you've been working on this for now a week. John 13 begins with these very important words. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. These chapters start with this powerful reminder that Jesus loved his own until the very end. We have to love the way the Bible calls us to love unto the very end. Whenever our end, maybe even if our end is the result of persecution, we love from the beginning of it till the end of it. That's a biblical concept that I think so much is for persecution, especially sometimes for Christian men. It's almost like, yeah, yeah, bring it on. Do what you want to me. I'm not going to change my... It's almost like a, a chance to demonstrate how tough we are. But it's not about how masculine we are, how strong we are, how courageous we are, how brave we are, how we won't back down. No, it's about, can you show love in the midst of persecution? Can you show love to the ones persecuting you? That's what I feel is being left out. Do you love So I want you to go through John 13 through 16, everything you can find about love. Now, I've already done a little bit of this work for you. If you go back and I think listen to the, uh, was it the first or second episode we did on the Bible study exercise, so I think for last week, I, I did a little bit of this for you, all right? So love, I want you, I want you to just really look at John 13 through 16, right? Everything you can find about love. Number two, I want you to look at John 13 through 16, and I want you to note anything that you think relates to persecution, anything that seems to, that we kind of indicate it, demonstrate it, show it, how that would fit with the concept of being persecuted, right? Hint, being betrayed, being denied. There's a sense of kind of how Jesus was being treated. Remember, remember, 
living a life, a living like Jesus means being treated as he was and responding as he did. The betrayal of Judas and the denial of Peter. In some ways, that's a kind of, per, that, that's clearly the betrayal is persecution. And in a way, the denial is, in a sense, you're being persecuted because you're, someone's denying you. Someone close to you is, is not standing with you. Now, you may say, even if we don't want to call it persecution, it's, it's something we may face when Jesus is being arrested and, in a sense, being persecuted. Those closest to you may deny they, never, may deny they ever knew you and not stand with you. So it could add to the, the suffering of persecution. Maybe we could state it that way. Right, but I want you to look at everything in John thirteen through sixteen, and note anything that that you think rela- relates to persecution. Anything and everything. So you're going to have a list of everything that relates to love, and a list of everything that relates to persecution, all in John thirteen through sixteen. Next, all right. I want you to look. So number one, look at uh, John thirteen through sixteen, everything about love. Second, look at uh, John thirteen through sixteen. Note everything that would relate to persecution. Um, that anything that would relate to persecution. Number three, look anywhere in the New Testament, anywhere in the New Testament, from Matthew to Revelation, and note and everything you can about being persecuted. Just anything you can find, Matthew to Revelation, that would seem that speaks about being persecuted, about suffering persecution. It may be an example of persecution. Anything that seems to speak of being persecuted, please, uh, please find it. Just it's very important, all right? Anywhere from Matthew to Revelation, anything that, that talks about being persecuted demonstrates it's an example of it, a warning about it, whatever the case may be, just write down, write down the reference and just a quick summary of what it says about being persecuted. And then number four, look everywhere in the New Testament about how to respond to persecution. The third, number three is just anything that, that talks about persecution, a warning, it, it demonstrates it, just anything, how it occurs, what it is, anything about persecution. And then number four, I want you to go, I want you to look and write down all the references to what the New Testament seems to indicate is the right response to persecution. What is the right response to persecution? For example, for example, if we go to the gospel of Matthew. All right. Matthew chapter five. Now the word persecution is not used here, but I think very much relates on how to respond to persecution, right? You have heard that it's been said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. This is Matthew 5, 38. But I say unto you that you resist not evil. Whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if a man will sue thee at thy law and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whoever will compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. Give to him that asketh of thee, and from him that would borrow thee, turn not thou away. You've heard that it has been said, thou shalt love thy neighbors and hate thine enemies. I say unto you, love your enemies. Clearly, that's telling you we don't respond to persecution by doing to them what they're doing to us. No, we respond in a gracious way. And a love, you want me to, we think this is in Matthew 5, what it's being referred to here about uh, you know, if someone compels you to go a mile, go too. What we think what's being rep- uh, referred to here is that under that law, if, if a Roman soldier came up to a Jew and, and said, here's my armor, here's these things I want you to carry, that to carry him by law by a mile, Jesus said, no, you go two miles. If they sue you for one thing, you give them more. In other words, you you always respond in a loving, compassionate way. You go above and beyond. 
That, that, that's a different way of responding to persecution. Hey, you don't just, you don't just love your, your friends. You love your enemies. You respond to persecution with love. That, those verses would apply. What does, how does the Bible tell you to respond to persecution? I think you're going to see it's very different than the way many Christians resp- decided to respond to perceived persecution um, over the last few years. So here we go. Your text, John 15, 18 through 27, and John 16, 1 through 4. The phrase, living like Jesus means being treated as he was and responding as he did. Assignment number one. Look at John 13 through 16 and note every single thing. Make a list of everything it says about love. That's the foundation here. Love is the foundation for dealing with persecution. It, we, we respond with persecution with love. That's, I'm just, I cannot stress this enough. Number two, look at John 13 through 16. Note everything that, that would relate to persecution. Number three, look anywhere in the New Testament to everything about being persecuted, what it looks like, what they did, just anything about persecution. And then number four, look everywhere in the New Testament and note how to respond to persecution. I don't care what your church says. I don't care what your favorite preacher says. Ignore all of them. What does the Bible show you is the correct response to persecution? That will give you a biblical view on a life of persecution. There is your assignment for this brand new week of Bible study. Now, you've already done a chapter summary method on chapter 13, 14, 15. It would be easy to say do one on chapter 16, but I don't want you doing that. I just want you persecution. I want us thinking about it, talking about it. I want that to be the focus for this week. All right, I want that to be the focus for this week. And I'm looking at the curriculum here. One, one second. Um, let's see, the next week we will be, all right, we'll, we'll still be in John 16 next week. We'll still be in John 16 next week. So John 16 next week, we may do a, we may do a chapter summary method next week, but not this week. Persecution, persecution, persecution. I want you to be the expert on the biblical perspective on persecution. So that when your friends talk about, we're being persecuted. They made a movie that mocks Jesus. We're being persecuted. I went to Target and they didn't say Merry Christmas. We're being persecuted. Then then you can maybe say, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, you want to do a Bible study on persecution and see what the Bible has to say about it? Because uh, it may be very different than what you are classifying it to be. There you go. A brand new week of Bible study. Curriculum is available for anybody who wants it. It's available. It's free. Just email me, newsif at yahoo.com. You simply sign up for it. Um, Sometimes when you sign up for it, you won't immediately see the curriculum. So if you do sign up for it, email me and let me know you signed up for it so I can be looking out for your name and making sure I assign you all of the curriculum. There's two parts. There's the adult study guide and the daily discipleship guide. They're basically the same content, just broken down either in like you read it all at one setting or you break it down on a daily kind of devotional way. Um, but you have access to both. Please use it. And uh, yeah, there you go. And then you can turn your homework into me. You can email it to me if you want to do that. Or you, you can just avoid 
doing that. Or you can be a part of the Discord channel and share your homework there. We now have a, a separate channel uh, in Discord. Um, we have the Theology Central uh, channel, and there you have different, I, I guess you'll call them rooms. We have the general room, and then there's a room just for people to post their homework. So uh, that's where pe- everyone can look at it and be challenged by it and go, whoa, I didn't see that. Oh, I missed that. And this week, that's going to be super important because you you may find a verse that you think references persecution or talks about love that someone else may completely overlook. So everyone seeing each other's work will be greatly beneficial. All right. Good to go? All right. Good job on the chapter summary methods. It's a skill that you're going to need. And so next week, we'll probably do it on John chapter 16. All right. And I think sometime this week, we'll, I'm going to take the, these, these older commentaries, and we're just, I'm just going to go reading through the commentaries on John 13, 14, 15, and 16, and just kind of do it in a devotional way. That could be a lot of fun as well. So we may do that coming up this week as well. All right, I'm going to stop right there. If you have any, if you need any help, ask in the Discord channel or email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. All right, I hope the go-kart in the background wasn't distracting to you. It was mad distracting to me. I really, oh, I was, I was about to start crying, but uh, I, it's it, in my ears, it's loud. I don't know what's picking up on the mi- on the microphone. It probably was a little irritating, but I apologize. But it, it, they, they go away when I, they, it seems like they finally drove away about the time I got done. So, so that, yeah, they didn't start until I started and they stopped about the time I stopped. Yeah, go figure. But hopefully we made it past all of that. All right, everyone have a good evening. You've got a, a new week of Bible study. So if you need any help, let me know. All right, God bless.